You could do all these things that help you market what you've got. And there's so many resources out there to be able to do it, that those are the kinds of things that I think will help you get what you need. Welcome to Unmiss, your go-to digital marketing hub. I'm Anatoly Ulatovsky, here with expert tips and exclusive chats to boost your online game. Let's get started. Hello, good people. Welcome to our show. Hello, bad people. Welcome to our show. Hello, guys. Welcome. Today we are going to discuss about women in business, how they can create own businesses, how they can start, grow, to get great results, to show something that men can't do. I know about that. I love women. I love my wife, my mom, my, a lot of women because uh, I love creativity and many women can do what men can't uh, and it's true uh, it's my personal experience i cooperate with many great women i have a lot of in my team so i love it to learn more about that to encourage inspire them to go ahead and today i invited so great guest then mckay to learn more about that how are you I am doing great. Thank you so much. Nice, nice. I, I love your experience. I checked your profile. I know how you spend so much time to help women to go ahead, to find their ways. But uh, I have a lot of listeners who might not know you. So tell more about your experience, background, anything that can help our listeners to learn more about you. Well, I started my first business in 1980 when women could not even get a credit card in their own name. So it was not a typical thing for women to be in business. Whereas today it is a very different kind of experience that we have as women. I had that business and still do. I'm still president of that company. Uh, we have well, over a thousand employees and we have about eight offices around the country. We specialize in housing and community development. And so we actually run housing authorities, for instance. So that business is still going. Uh, and But I want had some extra time and I can't just sit. So I started another business and that's called Nan McKay Connects. And that's a business where I empower women in a different way. When I was working in my big business and I worked for government for 17 years prior to that, but when I worked in those businesses and those that are those organizations, I could empower women who were struggling be, with paying their rent. And so therefore it was a business where we, we helped people that helped the people to be able to get the rules right and give people what they deserve in under the government programs. This business is different because it's very small. I don't have 2000 people. I have me. And we my my goal in life, I think, is to empower people in general. And I can tell you a little bit about what I'm doing now versus the other part of the empowerment. But that's that's kind of where I am today, trying to do what I can to make a difference in the world. Nice. Awesome. Love it. Love it. Uh, let's start from the basic. Uh, can you tell why women need to start a business? 
uh, why it's important and how they can compete with men or <laughs> businesses that have experience. I know it's tough. It doesn't matter. Men, women, if you start something new, it takes time. You need to have patience. You need to love the process. But if you need to feed your kids, uh, take them to the school, to soccer, to basketball, it doesn't matter. You need to spend time with your family and handle your business. So tell your methods how to find time for business and family. Well, let's start kind of from the beginning and let's talk about what's the situation today. 40% of U.S. businesses are women-owned, so we definitely are in the mix and competing. Women started 1,821 new businesses, and they started that every day last year. Now, interestingly enough, we have, we're getting more and more diversity in women-owned businesses. And 64% of new women-owned businesses were started by women of color last year. Latino women-owned businesses, uh, they grew by more than 87%. And there are 114% more women entrepreneurs than there were 20 years ago. Of course, I'm talking about like 40 years ago, so there's a whole lot more than we yeah. had back then. But I've, I've interviewed a lot of women over the past four years with this second business, Namakate Connects. And what I find is that there are a lot of women over 50 who are starting a business. And I thought that was an interesting phenomenon. So they have very unique reasons, I think. Number one is they're tired of climbing the ladder only to find that men still make more money. Number two is there's a bigger reason, and I think that bigger reason is passion. And they kind of feel like, well, maybe at 50, this is their last chance to make that difference in the world that they really start wanting to make. Three is raising a family is no longer their top priority because most of the women over 50, not all, but a lot of the women over 50, have kids that are either in late in high school age or even have graduated and are in college or even beyond that. So that raising children and their families no longer a top priority. And another reason is that they can downsize easier because of that. So if they have to cut corners to start a business, they're more likely to be able to do it. And the last reason, I think for women over 50, is they're saying, hey, it's time for me. So that's an interesting phenomenon. But here's another one. Women over 65 are starting a lot of businesses. And I think what's interesting is 28% are starting a business because they financially have to. Could be a layoff, could be something like that. But a lot of women over 65 are looking ahead and they're saying, what kind of costs have I got? What kind of money do I have available? And generally when they're talking about money, they're talking about social security or their 401k. So when they're looking at that 401k and looking at the longevity factor today of people, how long they're living, they find, wow, how much money I have in here, even though it seems like a lot, 
how much money I have in savings may not really last me until I die. And so therefore, I really don't want to have to look at my 401k as a source of ongoing revenue. I want to be able to put that aside and save that so it lasts longer if I can. And of course, the other thing is with a 401k, you never know whether it's going to be up or down because most of that gets invested. Another issue they have is the health costs, healthcare costs, because as women get older and men too, of course, there's more healthcare issues. So if you retire before Medicare kicks in, you had better have another source of income because it's very, very expensive to do it any other way. Mm -hmm. Awesome, valuable. Yeah, I love it. Uh, I want to ask about passion. You mentioned about passion and I know it's important. My uh, 13 years son um, loves, he loves soccer. He's young and he knows his passion. He can spend so much time to play with this ball. Uh, and But I know some women uh, who don't know what they need to do. Uh, it's, it's true and uh, including my wife, <laughs> I ask her what uh, you like to do uh, and she doesn't know. Can you tell for women like my wife and anybody else who don't know about a real passion because many of them can work in uh, some jobs and according to data 70% of people hate their jobs it's terrible a lot and uh, I don't like this number I think we need to enjoy the time we need to love the process and it's tough to do it without passion you mentioned about passion it's not like to suffer to sacrifice all your hobbies if for me personally if my job can uh, bring pain, I don't want to do this, this job. I like to enjoy my time. I uh, My job is my hobby. I can sacrifice my TV because I can do my job <laughs> because I love it. So tell me about passion, how to find out this passion. <laughs> well, first of all, let's define passion. <clears throat> passion, I think, is something that makes you want to jump out of bed in the morning to start it to get started for the day. Mm -hmm. Passion is something that when you're doing it, you lose all track of time because you're so involved in what you're doing. That's passion. And I think really when I look back, I've always had passion. I think for about every job I've ever had, maybe the exception was when I was, I think I was 15 and I sold magazines over the phone. No, probably not at that. <laughs> <laughs> but everything else was really something that I got it, I could get into a whole lot. And so I think if you're doing something that makes you want to jump out of bed, that you're crazy about, that you care about, that you feel like you're making a difference, you feel like you're feeding your inner soul, then that's passion. And that's what can get you easily from here to there, whether it's starting a business or whether it's doing anything else. Passion makes life more interesting. Passion makes life exciting because you feel like you're contributing, you're making a difference, you're doing something you love. What could be better than that? Now, when I have to choose what I do, when I have the luxury 
of choosing what I do. Then we take a look at, well, what would I be good at? Not just passion, but if it's something that you have to make money from, you have to give it serious thought. You might be able to not go wholeheartedly into your passion like you would if you didn't have to worry about money. If you have to worry about money, we then might have to, for instance, decide if we start a business to, to choose a specific business or field. And we say to ourselves, well, how would I do that? And one thing I think we look at is what is our experience? What do we already know? What do we perhaps know better than some others? Two is what is our interest? Because if I, if I know something, but I'm like boring, I don't want to do it anymore, then it's certainly not going to be a passion that you're going to jump out of bed for. And three, of course, is the passion. Now, the interesting thing about this is that you can't always figure that somebody else is going to give you money and finance your business. So we have to be very careful about when we start a business, not just jumping from here to there without doing some really pretty good research and soul searching ourselves. Interesting fact, 73% of people that start a business, women at least, are starting it by self-financing. They're not going out looking for venture capital. They're not looking to have to pay something back with a loan because you don't know if you're gonna have enough money to do it. So most people are self-financing. It's easier to do that when you're starting an online business because an online business is so different than what it used to be. You know, when we used to say, well, we're going to go down and find a space to rent. We're going to rent that space and we're going to have to get inventory. We're going to have to stock it. We're going to have to have people that are in there selling our inventory. And we have to worry about things like, oh my gosh, we've got to pay our employees. We've got to pay taxes. We've got all the stuff we've got to pay. And we've got to worry about a lot of government regulation. And then we put our name on that lease and we probably are tied in there for a year at least. So all those things were what it used to be in starting a business. And that made it a lot scarier. But today, when you can start an online business, not that there aren't some challenges and we can talk about those, but when you're talking about starting an online business, you are it's so much easier in so many ways from a money point of view because you could do a website at some of these for very very little cost like maybe twenty dollars a month and you can you have to be careful because the twenty dollars do add up you know twenty for this twenty for that five for this or five for that especially with all the apps that are out there today but point is it is easier to do today because of the cost differential in that business out there that you're going to have to rent the lease for and just getting online and doing your thing. Yeah, uh, I, I agree. I completely agree. But I want to ask about challenges. You know, uh, for example, my mom, um, she always asked me simple questions. How to set up something on her iPhone? Um, I get a lot of questions from my father, you know, similar questions. I, uh, you know, uh, they are adults and it's tough for them to become anything digital. You mentioned that online 
of course, online brings a lot of opportunities, uh, endless opportunities. We have AI today. Uh, a lot of great things are coming with AI. I increase my revenue a lot by using AI, adapting AI. But I know it's challenging for uh, someone uh, uh, who, you know, in adult age. So tell your insights how to overcome these challenges from your experience. Well, uh, Tolly, I'm 81. So therefore, you might say, oh, well, she can't do anything in technology. <laughs> Actually, I teach chat GPT. Nice. I teach it on how to create your business strategy with chat. Wow. You know, the issue is that if you are at all techie, now, if you're starting from ground zero and your mom can get on her, maybe her iPad, and that's about it. Maybe go to Facebook if she's really lucky and doesn't have to ask for anything. But if anything goes wrong, it's like, ah, Anatoly, come over here, man. I can't do this. What's the matter? What's up? Everything's gone wrong. Something's wrong. It's not me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right? Then, yeah. you know, you're the one that has to say, okay, mom, let's start from the beginning. Do you have anything on your screen at all? Let's start there. What's a screen? What do you mean screen? Yeah. You know, scream? I'm screaming. Yeah. <laughs> the, point, the point is that you have to know something about technology and being sort of into it to get from here to here. If you are at least sort of techie, then I think the sky's the limit. And part of it, I think, is that people get concerned about if I do something wrong, is it going to break something? In mm -hmm. other words, mom's probably like that. She's probably like, oh, my God, you know, if I push this button, is it going to blow up or will I lose everything I've already got or what's going to happen to it? Will somebody, somebody come out and grab me? How do I what do I do? So we have to get over that fear and we have to see how it benefits us personally. If she wants to get on Facebook to see what you're up to. OK, she's going to do that. She'll learn how to do that. If she wants to listen to you, of course she does. You're her son. Of course she does. Every minute you're on, she wants to be there. How's he doing? Is he doing okay? <laughs> yeah, it looks like he's doing okay. Mm -hmm. Oh, I love that he asked that last question. That was so good. You know, that's what moms do. So if you find a reason to do what you're doing that benefits you, you're going to invest in more time if you want to do that next thing. If you're a little more than that, um, I actually had a computer software company for 15 years myself. So, you know, I, I'm not afraid of technology. I've worked with programmers many, many times. So I really love technology. I love it. I, it may take me a slight bit longer to learn how to do something, but I will do it no matter what because I'm interested in it because I mean, this latest thing, one of the latest things I'm working with that just, I go crazy about is there's a program called pictory.ai and you could take your text and turn it into pictures, video behind the text. That's really good for millennials and Gen Z's who, who want short, fast video now. So when they're learning something, 
it's really if you're the teacher and you're the person who's like me i do courses on leadership and supervision and i have a six month lead and succeed program where that's what i do so if you have that as your backup if they can't attend your main thing that you're doing live then on teaching then i make little vignettes of video that are not just a talking head but instead are the words with the pictures and the movement behind them and are only mm, two to five minutes at the most at length but maybe you have to do 10 or 12 of them to get what you would do typically in a speech yeah that nice. your question that was a long <laughs> yeah short long answer and i i love these examples <laughs> especially talking heads <laughs> i i know about that it's boring you know so <laughs> we need to uh switch attention time to time um let's talk about clients um it's important to get customers clients uh can oh. you tell how to do it in the beginning if someone decided to open a new business to bring new value to change this well to make difference but uh i know it's tough in the beginning uh for example i remember my biggest challenge uh were to find new clients today i have big clients big companies but uh, that was a big struggle in the beginning uh what about um new businesses um if we are talking about adults who wanna open a new business and uh, they need to create some special products for clients it's not like to start a business to find clients you need to stand out from the rest it doesn't matter nobody cares in in the market uh, about your age everyone uh, wants to get value benefits how to create products and find first clients <laughs> today i think it's very different than it used mm -hmm. to be in the past you might as a department store do some marketing put out flyers do do various things today we're talking online there is a totally different aspect to it in getting a client totally different they have to know like and trust you generally before they will buy from you now that that is the absolute secret. And you have to think like your client. It's not about you, it's about them. It's about what they want, what is their pain point. So it's very important for you to be able to be sure that what you're doing directly ties in to their pain point, whatever that might be. So what is it that they need that they're not getting right now? That's what you're after. And in order for them to buy from you, because there's so much junk out on the internet and so many people that have hung up a shingle saying, I'm a coach or I'm a this or I'm a that, without anything behind it, then people are nervous about buying from you. So how in the world do you develop that no like and trust factor? That's your question. Even if you pretty well know that you've done some research and that's your client and you know what their pain points are and you can talk to them that way and 
you've got your product that solves their problem. Assume all that. The problem is still, well, where do I find all these people? I think one of the primary ways that you can do it is through a networking group. Now, there are a ton of women groups out there today, groups of women in business, if that's what you want to do, let's say start their business. But it takes a lot of time to develop that know, like, and trust factor because it means that you need to attend all those meetings and you need to participate in the, in the meeting in some way because you need to stand out from the crowd. You need to have somebody say, oh, I think she gets it. I think she understands me and my problem. So that's one main way that you do it is through networking groups. Another way is through speaking. If you have something that you really need to get out, like a service you provide or whatever it is that you're after, then how you can get noticed is through getting speaking gigs. There is a site called Innovation Women, and that site helps you develop your speaking abilities and it helps you find events where they're looking for speakers, but getting noticed is important. Now I can also talk a little bit about things like how, how could I, how could I get over some of the marketing things that are necessary? Because I think if you ask what's your biggest problem, it's probably in online, it's probably marketing, learning all the marketing, getting marketing down, so that people do see you and it is finances. And I mean, not just revenue coming in, but also keeping track of everything. So one of the things you might look at is if I need to do these things to get noticed, how can I do it? And the things I do is in a variety of ways because I try to help people with that. One is I have to look at what marketing is available for me today. So it's things like a YouTube channel. It's things like a podcast. It's uh, doing some consulting, maybe on chat, GPT, learning how to say something properly with chat. For instance, you could, you could create five emails that would be targeted toward people that are interested in buying what you're doing. Uh, quiz funnel is another thing you could do a LinkedIn newsletter. And most of these things don't cost a lot of money. Some of them do cost some money. You can write a book. Now you say, Oh my gosh, write a book. Well, that's what I said when somebody told me that, uh, writing a book is, can be a big voluminous thing, but with chat, it helps you write it because at least it gets your ideas and that kind of stuff going. But all those things are things that you're looking at. You could do a webinar, you could do courses, you could do all these things that help you market what you've got. And there's so many resources out there to be able to do it, that those are the kinds of things that I think will help you get what you need. Awesome. Uh, I love it. Um, I think it's important to focus as well. So oh, if, uh, oh, 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 
yeah. Yeah. Because you, you mentioned a lot of things, but I know if you start from the scratch, it's better to choose one channel to become great on this channel than to extend to other channels if you have extra resources. Because, um, uh, you know, I remember in 2020, I decided to grow my social media presence. And what I did, I created content for Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, LinkedIn, uh, Instagram, TikTok, everywhere. And I failed. I failed because uh, I was like Jack of all trades, master of none. I, uh, I was everywhere. Then I switched my attention to LinkedIn to grow my audience, to get great results, to increase results a hundred times because of focusing. If you think uh, social media groups for you, then jump but don't try to be everywhere on all social media groups if you wanna choose another channel just focus pay attention uh, because it takes time it's without patience you can't achieve results yeah go ahead you're so right anatoly you really are um i think you need to if you're talking social media you do want to look at where your peeps are you know where your yeah. primary people your audience is for me uh, because really what I focus on is leadership training. That's really what I'm all about. Uh, that's LinkedIn. But it's business oriented. And I'm appealing to businesses who want to train their employees as supervisors. That's my jam. So I'm not going to go over here typically to Facebook. I'm on Facebook, but it's like, ugh. <laughs> um, LinkedIn is really my, my place. And I think you have to figure out where are your people that might buy from you? Where are they located? But let's go back to focus for just a second. Mm -hmm. It's called the shiny object syndrome, SOS. And I have it so bad that it's really hard when you've got it. It says that you're going along, you see something and you think, oh, I'm doing okay. But you get teeny bit bored and you see something over here and you think oh that might be a good idea i'm going to jump over and do that it's like the podcast i started the podcast with a channel within one year i had four channels four podcasts i didn't do justice to any of them because there's too many it's really <laughs> hard to do that all that plus other things so I had to say, all right, stop, come back down, focus, focus, focus. And for people like me who can easily, who have a lot of curiosity and a lot of energy and a lot of excitement about a lot of different things, focus is really important. You're so right. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. And you mentioned about energy for me is the second asset because I see when people with energy can beat in one side people who are so smart. Now, so if you are energetic, yeah. you can try many things. You can fail many times. In my life, I failed a lot. Uh, I can't count all these failures, some uh, terrible failures, some slight failures, but I, I keep doing <laughs> all these mistakes because I don't know another way how to learn. We need to try to test, to experiment and fail of course it's part of the process it's like learning and what they found people with energy can uh, beat anyone 
uh, they don't need to have great skills. They need to have energy to try to test. And uh, I cooperate with big clients, big companies who can earn million dollars, uh, great revenue, and all of them are energetic, so energetic. I can't say they are so smart. They are energetic because they can ask questions uh, at night, at 3 p.m., <laughs> at 3 a.m. It doesn't matter because uh, they love what they do. And for me, I can work on Sunday evening, Saturday night. I don't care. If I don't want to sleep, of course, I love sleeping. It's important to sleep. But if, I, if I'm if i not sleeping, I can work. <laughs> it's my hobby. <laughs> so, yeah, I love it, love it. Then you mentioned many times about your leadership program about mentoring uh can you tell how you consult and teach others i mean like methods because uh, the reason why i'm asking about that uh, i see when you can help others tell them what they need to do but according to data most tips are ignored for example if someone pays you like 100k but uh in most cases, companies can ignore 60% of all recommendations. So basically, 60K are wasted. So tell your methods how to simplify experience of learning something from your uh, mentoring programs. I think you have to stay up to date, Anatoly. And that's, it, it sounds like that's a cliche. I don't mean it that way. Here's the point. When we look at what's happening today, we are in a world of hurt in a, in a lot of ways, because we have 10,000 baby boomers a day retiring, a day. Now think of all the managerial expertise and knowledge there is there, and they've been doing it for a long time. So now when we they start retiring and they walk out and they go, okay, I've had it, I'm leaving, who's behind them? We have our Gen X and you say, oh, well, they'll just fill those managerial positions. And the answer is not necessarily because there's more baby boomers than our, our Gen X. So we're, we're already starting to get a little bit difference here. What that means is we have to dip down to the next level. And that's the millennials or Gen Ys. So why is it important then? Because we're looking at turnover statistics and we not only have those baby boomers, but listen to this. Do you know that 33% of the people that you initially hire may leave within the first three months? And 17% are going to leave within the first month. And so you're going to have to say, why? Why is this happening? Why are we not able to retain our employees that we're our new hires? And it's so expensive to have to retrain everybody. It's 23 to 46% of the salary as what it's gonna to cost to rehire and retrain the people. So we can't, we can't afford to have this kind of turnover. We got to do something. And I think what we have to do is take a look inward. Anytime you start going, it's their fault. You turn that around and look at yourself and you say to yourself, wait a minute, where am I part of this? Am I part of the problem? What am I not doing right? First question is, what do our millennials and Gen Zs want from their employer? That's your number one question. And they want learning and development. They want diversity and inclusion. 
They want a culture that they can buy into, and they want somebody to at least acknowledge health and well-being. Those are the four main things they want. So if we turn around and ignore those things, we are ignoring culture. We're ignoring what people want today from their employer. And if they don't get it, well, look at those statistics. They turn around and go, bye, I don't need you anymore. I'm going to go over here. So we have to say, wait a minute, in our organization, what is it that we can do to get engagement? Why do we want engagement? Because 87% of the people will stay if they are engaged. So we have to take a look at what we're doing. And that's why training and development to me is so important. And get, providing that culture where people feel like they're valued and they want to grow and that they have a piece of the action in a way in that they are invested and engaged in the success of that business. Because if they're not, they're out of there. Now, maybe that'll change in the sense that if we have the supply and demand statistics that are different, right now there's more demand than, than we have supply. But in the future, it could go the other way. So if, we, if the job market gets real tight and people can't get a job, they're maybe not gonna be quite as demanding or picky, you could say it, it you know, however you wanna couch it. But the reality is, that people that are younger are just don't want the same things that the other people are giving today in the culture that they've had all along. They don't want a traditional culture. They want a transformational culture. And that is very different from where we are with a lot of people that is more top down, more you will do this. This is the way we do it around here. What do you, well, if you can't do it, bye. You can't say that too often because it's costing you cha-ching, cha-ching, cha-ching every time somebody leaves you. So we have to look at our culture and we have to say, hmm, I better turn that finger around. I better look at what I'm doing. And if I'm not doing what I should be doing, then I guess I deserve what I get. Yeah, nice, nice, awesome, awesome. Uh, you wrote in my document, one piece of wisdom, never give up. But I can't agree with you and let me explain why. It doesn't mean that I'm right, but I, I can uh, explain in my way. Uh, I know about this quote, never give up. But I remember when I started one project because of chasing money. Um, uh, I found the market gap and uh, I hired a lot of people, spent a lot of resources, uh, three years of uh, chasing this project, but I got the feeling that I hated Monday, I loved Friday, I wasn't happy at all, and I quit. I gave up with this project and decided I will never take any project if I don't like it, <laughs> if uh, I'm not experienced with that. So it's not only me. I think uh, many great people can make choice, uh, uh, wrong choices. For example, Neil Patel on my podcast shared his experience about uh, poker. He bought a website about poker, but he never played poker in his life. He doesn't know how to do it, but he found the way how to earn money. Uh, and uh, he failed too, because it's not his passion. Uh, I think anyone can make wrong choices. And for me, 
it's okay to give up if you hate it, if you made a wrong choice. So tell when we don't need to give up uh, from this one, wisdom. <laughs> Let's just change the way we say that a little bit. If I said never give up on yourself, would you say it differently? Would you feel differently? Of course. Of course of That's course. the issue. It's not never give up the project you're working on or the job you have or whatever it is. I mean, maybe you're in a horrible marriage, you know, and maybe yeah. uh, the person's beating on you or something. Of course, you know, you couldn't, I couldn't get out of there fast enough. But point is that I'm not going to give up on myself. And I think that's the key to everything because we can get, we can get downtrodden. We're our own worst enemy. You know, we're, we're the person that somebody's sitting on my shoulder saying, you are going to try that again. What is wrong with you? Or you know, you can't do that. Yes, I can. No, you can't. Yes, I can. So we war with ourselves. We're the, we're, we are the ones that put our cages around ourselves. And what I'm saying is break those bars. No, no cages, no internal negative talk because everything is a mindset. And if you have a growth mindset, you will survive. It may not be exactly the way you thought it was going to be. It may not be exactly what you really wanted it to be, but you know what? It's still your reality. And so if we can change our reality with a growth mindset and say, I'm going to give you permission, Nan, I'm talking to myself to try, to try something new, to try something different, to do something different, because I believe in you. And if I believe in myself as much as I believe in other people, which is a lot, then I can do it. I can always nice. do it. Nice. And that's why I say, don't give I, up. I agree. I agree. A hundred percent. At that point, I agree a hundred percent. And then I have my final question. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> yeah, I can speak with you for a few days without stop. <laughs> I can forget about meal, water, anything, but we have some limits on this podcast. I think anyone who want to learn more, you, uh, they can uh, follow on LinkedIn, on other social media, man, McKay, to learn more. Uh, you can find all links in the description below. And I want to ask one important question um, about your experience. Uh, what I found that I get great results with customers who understand what I do. So if customers understand, then we can go ahead to achieve great results. If they don't, usually tell them, take my course, learn on Google, learn on YouTube, learn on podcast. It doesn't matter. Just learn, get the basic. If you know the basic, then you can cooperate with others. You can collaborate with them to get great results. It's the same like, I don't know, Let's imagine someone wants to lose weight. You can find the, the best nutrition. You can find the best specialist on this field. But if you don't understand why you need to eat healthy food, to, uh, uh, to train, 
to drink water. Uh, yeah, it, it's tough to achieve results. And uh, it's the same with anything. You need to understand the basic. Let's imagine you started today without any experience, knowledge, skills. It's your first day in women business. <laughs> what you do if you need to do anything from scratch? If I understood your question correctly, let me rephrase it and see if I'm on track with you. Uh, you oh. want to open a new business uh, today, but you never manage any business. Okay. It's your first day in business. Let's imagine you work for sure. someone else all your life, but today you want to start your business. What will you do if you started from scratch? Well, you're going to think this is really a self-serving answer, but yeah. <laughs> I will tell you, uh, take get a copy of my book. I wrote a book. It's called Gold in the Golden Years. I don't have a copy up here, but it's over there. 350 pages. And what it is, is how to start and grow a business. Because I've said, I've answered your question in 350 pages. And it has an action plan that goes along with it so that you can fill it out as you go. I have taken excerpts from the some of the 300 women I've interviewed and, at, and put their quote in there as well. So I kind of brought my, my people with me to do it because I think it's a multifaceted question. First of all, you have to say, if you want to go into business, do you really want to be in business? So it's, it's not just choose your business carefully, because I think that's important, but it's also, do you have that mindset as an entrepreneur? Some people do, some people don't. And it, it, in order to stick through it, you've got to have that dedication, determination, mindset. All right, two is choose the business. And three is find out what business is all about today. And if you get a copy of that book, Gold in the Golden Years, and simply say how to make your own gold, how to start a business today, what does it take? And it gives you all kinds of things, everything from finances to uh, what's a lead magnet versus a landing page, you know, to all kinds of things that are involved in doing a business. So I know that's not perhaps the answer you thought I'd give, but I have it all done. I've done it already. Just read the book and you'll see. Awesome. Awesome. Guys, you can find the link to the book in the description below. And uh, yeah, I promise you to ask the final question, but you touched my uh, big side. I love reading books. I love reading books. Uh, I have a huge list of books that I need to read, but I have uh, a teeny percent of time to read all these books. I can't read all great books that we have today. So uh, I choose books that I usually read uh, and skip many other great books. I have my list of priorities. So I want to ask you to tell what kind of benefits my audience, including me, can get by reading this golden age book uh, and uh, tell your uh, writing style. Let me explain why I'm asking about writing style. Because, you know, many business books are great for sleeping. It's true. You know, for example, if I read any books from Jack London, uh, uh, I don't know, Stephen King, you know, I can live on this book. I can 
forget about anything. Uh, if uh, I take some business books, many of them are good for sleeping. I know it's valuable. I need them. But if I read a boring book, I can sleep well all night and don't remember anything from this book. So <laughs> tell about your writing style and benefits that I can get and my audience can get by reading this book. Well, about one quarter of it is the first part, and that is, should you be an entrepreneur? Is entrepreneurship right for you and how to choose your business? That's important. Those are up front. Three quarters of the book is exactly a how-to. It's how to this, how to that, how to this, how to that, all the way through. Because I've started six businesses. I know what it takes. But the biggest learning experience I had was doing it with online business, which is so different than everything else, because you're not just knowing the, the nuts and bolts over here. You've got to know all this other stuff and particularly as it relates to marketing. So all of it is written kind of like I talk, you know, which isn't real scholarly. It's just what it is. And the book is written that way. The book is written like I'm talking to you, like you're right there. And so I can, I can say, things that I'm saying directly to you because I care about you. I care about whether you start a business. I care about if you don't start a business, don't do it. But, but be what you want to be. Be all you can be. You know, at 81, I don't know how much longer I've got, but I know that I am going to make a difference for the people back here that are younger than me if I can. And I'm going to keep on going as long as I can go to make a difference to anybody that wants to listen for two seconds. Awesome. Love it. Love it. So inspirational. Guys, I recommend to anyone to read this book. If you want to become successful, if you want to start a new journey, you need to do it. I recommend you will find this link in the description below. And then it's a big pleasure to get on my show. I love this experience. I enjoy our chat. Yeah, fun and valuable. Uh, tell the best way how to keep learning from you, how to reach out to you, how to follow you. So it's namkconnects.com. And I have a second website for my podcast and my YouTube channels, and that's trailblazersimpact.com. And I'm on all the social media. So just join me. My email is nan at nanmckayconnects.com. And if you want to commune with me or something, go right ahead. And I've got, you can, you can get resources, you can get my courses, you can get my lead and succeed community all through the website, which is the nanmckayconnects.com. Awesome. Love it. Love it. Guys, I recommend to anyone to follow Nan McKay on social media. I follow on LinkedIn. I know it's important. I think anyone who wants to become successful, needs to do it. Thanks again. Love it. And so subscribe, subscribe to my newsletter on LinkedIn and you'll learn all about leadership. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, I, I will. I didn't subscribe, but I'm going to subscribe right now. <laughs> okay, guys, thanks a lot for listening and watching us. Thanks for tuning in to Unmiss. Enjoyed the show? Drop us a review on your favorite platform and help us spread the digital marketing wisdom. See you next episode.